the Academy Award. For best picture. You're impossible. <laughs> Come on. La La Land. Yeah! La La Land has 14 Oscar nominations this year and is tied for the most nominated movie in Oscar history, winning seven Oscars. Production design, cinematography, original score, song, directing, actress, and best picture. Thank you, thank you, thank you all. Um, thank you to the Academy, thank you to <laughs> Lionsgate, thank you to our incredible cast and crew, we're all up here right now. Matt Pluff, you kicked this off, and Damien Chazelle, we're standing on your shoulders. We lost, by the way, but, you know. I'm sorry. No, there's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. Moonlight won. This is not a joke. This is not a joke, I'm afraid they read the wrong thing. This is not a joke. Moonlight is one best picture. Fly with Dave Juskow. How are you on a beautiful Wednesday evening when we're taping, coming out next week, actually taping almost a week ahead of time, but uh, this is when we can do it and we have to uh, talk about a lot of stuff. And anyway, uh, the point of the matter is I am here today with my one of my favorite guests, Mr. Scotty Gordon. Hey, Dave. Hey. How are you? Anyway, uh, yes, thank you so much for coming on our, this is our Yearly Oscar podcast. I'm glad to be here for our yearly tradition. Well, of course, Memo was supposed to be here, but now he, uh, you know, as he is a straight man, he has a child. Oh, apparently that doesn't matter anymore, does it? No. no. Uh, so he has a kid, and he's got to do something with the kid, and it's just, you know, and, he, and, he, and he's, you know, he hates it. He couldn't wait to talk about... Uh, to make fun of me with uh, "Call Me by Your Name" is that what? Oh, there's no making fun of that fantastic movie. Did you see it? Have I seen it? Yeah, you've seen it three times already. I've seen it about four times. That's the one I haven't seen yet. Oh yeah, I know. God. I guess I tried to do some homework, but I was like, mm, I don't know. The if I only wanna... reason I agreed to do the podcast is I know so it's to I talk could... about that boy, well, it's, well, that young that, boy. That mo- is there a boy in it? I'm not. I guess he is. Yeah, right. I guess so. It's just such a wonderful movie. Is it? Yeah, we're going to talk about it All right, we will get to it. So, yes, this is the Oscar podcast, everybody. Welcome to it, the 2018 edition. Uh, Playing up top, the um, legendary blunder from last year, which still can't... I I mean, I'd give anything for that to happen again and every year hereafter. That was just the stupidest (laughs) thing. And you know what the worst part is? All they did was ban those idiots... From Price the Waterhouse, they only banned those two accountants. They should have banned Price Waterhouse. I mean, they, they should oh. not be working for the Oscars anymore. You send your people in, you know, just 
Yeah, wipe them they, out. What they did was not cool, even though it was great for us. At right, home. but it was human error. It was those two. But, yeah, but folks. if I was the people of La La Land, I'd be furious. Everybody was furious. I mean, furious. Everybody I, I, I'd furious. be embarrassed. That guy gets up and he's just like, uh, we lost, by the way. I mean, what is he going to say? No, we're serious. You, I mean, taking away, even though they won a whole bunch of other stuff. And first of all, that movie, I mean, it's okay. La La Land. No, um, nobody even saw Moonlight. I was talking about it last week. It was like number. 90th it did in the box office 30 million uh, yeah, at the end of the but day but i'm talking about yearly yeah at the end of the day not no i don't even yeah 30 million you said something like that right or yeah 50, but dave right. in the past number of years when you look at in the box office totals for the best picture winner it's yeah. not a huge i mean it's I know, kind but of it's the 30 just, is almost yeah. normal well that's why i was like uh, i labeled my podcast about three weeks ago wonder woman wins best picture you know because that That'll never. I just wanted to see what it sounded like because <laughs> I guess that that couldn't happen. But yeah, but you know that's why they expanded the yeah, you know the best 10, picture right. category so they could throw in the Wonder Womans of the yeah, world. Yeah, but they because, don't. They still don't. You I know? know. I mean, yeah. uh, it's it just well, they're not going to win because they don't deserve to win. You know, pictures like know. Moonlight deserve to win. Do they? Because I mean, it's just like I don't know any. I, I didn't. I didn't want to see it. It just looked horribly. Oh, depressing. you've never seen Moonlight? No. Is it good? Oh my God! It's such it's gorgeous. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie. I just I wasn't interested. It has black people and gay people. Right. Not for oh, me. that's not for you. That is a combination that just does not work for me. No, no, because you hate all of the black yeah, people and yeah. all of the gay people. Yes, yes, you know, no. That's getting not, them together. Ugh, ugh what a nightmare. Yeah. The only um, uh, gay person I like in the movies is Cuba Gooding Jr. in As Good as It Gets. Uh, maybe there. I can, oh, I thought uh, you were going to say Jerry Maguire. He wasn't gay in that. Oh, he was. Go- You're thinking of the boat trip or right. something. Wasn't it? Was he it? was gay in that. Yeah, but, and that's that's the movie you want to do after you win your Oscar. I've <laughs> never seen a gay it. cruise. Actually, I don't think it was after he won the Oscar. I'm pretty sure it was the next years- movie because I always check those kind of things. Right. Like, because like classic example, Michael Caine wins Best Actor in 1986, and then he does Jaws four. Right, but he's you an know. actor. But he yeah, no, he doesn't. It turns right. He doesn't give a shit because he'll just. He's so funny. He's just like, why he did picks, you do Joe's four? He goes, I wanted to buy a house. <laughs> and I think he also <laughs> picks um, movies as t- depending upon where the location is. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I wouldn't mind going to. Meryl you know. Streep does that too, or she used to. That's why she's mm-hmm. like, why'd you do the River Wild? I wanted to take my family on vacation. Right? Why don't you shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that'll shut you up real quick. What's the matter with you? Why'd you do that movie? It takes place in the Cayman Islands, dummy. (laughs) (laughs) What am I, an asshole? (laughs) Wouldn't that be great if you were an actor and you could just choose? Let me see. What locations do I want to work in? I want. I'll do your movie about Antarctica, but I want it in the desert. Right. You know. Well, it's funny. Um, I've been researching Casino Royale, the James, the Daniel Craig first Daniel Craig James Bond movie, and I'm trying to make this new podcast where I just talk about movies like that that I think are. Great through and through, mm-hmm. and uh, reading about it, you know, it's supposed to this most of the opening scene supposed to take place in Madagascar uh, or something, some place in that's Africa, right, or something. But it, it all takes place in the Bahamas. I mean, they shot it oh. all in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and then and then he actually goes to the Bahamas, like in the in the movie from Madagascar. Then he goes to the Bahamas. So it's like he. <laughs> He never left the Bahamas. They <laughs> shot the entire movie. Isn't Hollywood great? Which is funny for James Bond because they're known for shooting in exotic locations. And they're like, let's just stay in the Bahamas. I like it here. And then, plus, they were very faithful to, um, who's the guy that, uh, Ian Fleming. Because mm-hmm. 
wrote all those books in the Bahamas. So that, that's what that's what oh, they he, say. Oh. You know, they're like, no, but we're being faithful to the author, right? <laughs> like, because he, he cares now that he's been dead fifty years. You know, he gives a shit. But anyway, um, Scotty, first of all, it's great to see you. Thank you. I mean, I'm thinking, I don't know. Have I not seen you since the Tony's podcast or has it been that long? Did we? No, I saw you. Well, I did see you this. Oh, my. Maybe I haven't seen you since the summertime. Yeah. Uh, Well, you got a new job and everything. I did. I just started at Sony Television uh, about a month ago. That's exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. What does Sony Television have now? Oh, you mean all the various shows? Well, one that I would know. Outlander. What? Uh, Outlander, oh, Outlander on Preacher's Mind, The Tickets Mind. Is that? It Outlander's be. on uh, Stars or Showtime. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's tons. I mean, they do everything from uh, the Dr. Oz show to, oh, oh, I think it's Days right. of Our Lives. So there's a wide variety. Yeah, I'm just of trying to think. I, I think I watch a lot of, like, you know, reruns of, you know, every day my weekends are spent watching just the Big Bang Theory. I know that's not Sony Television, but, you know, whenever I see the logo after i'm trying to think what shows i watch where it says at the amsony television that's not the um that's not part of crackle is it crackle is a division of sony oh it is okay so that's the comedians in cars getting coffee and stuff like that but you're doing the television division not the online crackle division correct there's there is a completely other department called crackle do you are you a subscriber to crackle no i hate crackle and i hate the guy that runs it so much that i won't subscribe to it i will um break into it but i screw crackle and okay. screw that guy and when i think of his name I don't I'm, well i'm gonna don't worry he lives in california and he's an asshole I, i'll bring up his name next time i'll get it I just, oh no i think it was orlando something what orlando an asshole bloom no, no it definitely the, wasn't um, him him i could never get mad at coffee and cars that moved from crackle oh they did yeah I well think that makes on, me happy i think it's on netflix now is that right well i know they I have it on so. netflix yeah yeah, you're, oh, so I didn't know they moved, like, exclusively? I just assumed oh, good. that That means maybe Crackle sucks. Good. But Screw I think Crackle's, like, a free... Oh, I don't even know, actually. Oh, you know what? I think you're right. I think it is free. I think free. it's free now. Yeah. But that uh, I like that some of those comedians in cars getting coffee. I like... They're uh, very entertaining. I mean, there's some I was always, ones. like, you know, thinking, like, boy, I'd really like to get on that show. And then I was like, oh, well, once I get on that show, the show will be canceled. Because then they're like, well, I guess there's no more comedians. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was kind of true. I thought that when I saw Todd Barry on the show, I was just like, well, I guess they've run out of... <laughs> and Did I love Todd. But I <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but, um, well, I haven't seen it recently. I need to see... Oh, th- yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, big news. I don't know whether... I, I mean, first of all, first of all, I talked about this two weeks ago. Okay. I saw the... Not the not the new guy specifically, but the guy does all the matinees for Dear Evan Hansen, and he was horrid. The new guy. Now you've seen Dear Evan Hansen how many times? Just once. Oh, uh, with Ben Platt. Right. Okay. And then you saw this new guy, but yeah. he's not the. He does the matinees. Okay. And um, he didn't like it. Oh, no, boy. not horrible, but horrible singing. Not Ben Platt. Not you're not getting the emotion. You're not yeah. getting the the thing right. Then I saw. The alternate guy, I did an entire podcast about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the alternate guy who sometimes plays Evan Hansen, he might play it at night, he might play it in the afternoon. He also plays the other guy, he plays Connor Murphy, he plays, you know, whoever, any of the boys that are, you know, out. This guy was the gayest guy I've ever seen. And he can't not act gay. Mm. So when he's doing the song where he's professing his love to this girl, it's not working. <laughs> because there's so many gay actors that act not gay. I pointed out Victor Garber is a great example. Mm. I mean, that guy's going around 
uh, Washington Square Park, like, hey, everybody, you know. But but when he's acting, it's just like I'm buying that. Even though I know he's gay, it does. It's I'm, I'm not. I'm lost in his performance. Yeah. Kevin Spacey, you know, even right. John Travolta, who I know walks around like, hey, everybody, in Washington <laughs> Square Park, usually <laughs> with Victor not Washington Garber. Square Park. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great to see the two the together? Two What's them happening here? Going around. <laughs> hey, everybody! That's the well, way my they friend do. Vincent always used to tell me that he would see Victor Garber walking around the park. I think around Eighth, around the, um, not around your old building, but like further towards like Jane Street Tavern, around that area or something. Oh, Abington Park. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, but it's like, but this kid just could not. It, it was just you know we've seen the Ben Platt is gay, and yes. yet I didn't see you know I knew he he it. He wasn't the manly, but he was acting. Well, you know, and some, it was working. Some gay guys come across uh, a little bit. Yeah, not- but if you're an actor and you're playing a, a straight guy, you gotta you gotta play straight. He can't not be effeminate. You know, it's like it's trouble. Well, I should tell you that I've never even seen Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I just assumed you had seen. No, it. I haven't yet to see. But it. you see everything. I, there are. You know what? I think we talked shows. about this last time. I, so That's one year later, I, I still, haven't, you still seen haven't seen it. I still haven't How seen it. How did you not go? I thought you. Uh, you... Sometimes some shows just sl- slip through the cracks. You know. No, not that one, and not for you. Um, I've never seen Lion King. Well, neither have I. No, I have no interest to ever see that. But, but you, I mean. I'm surprised. You know, you're a Broadway guy like me. I mean, that yeah, was like the hottest show. I, well, I guess I... Do you not care? Are you leaving something out? Do you hate Ben Platt or something? Or are you mad at the producers of Dear Evan Hansen? Did they wrong you somehow? Oh, no. I mean, listen, if, if someone gave me a ticket to, tonight, I'd go. I, oh. I mean, actually, it's, it's kind of funny, this story. Someone gave me a ticket to see the show tonight, and I couldn't go because I had the podcast. Oh, well, listen, you know? I appreciate that. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um... But with the big news um, for a lot of people, I've never seen the show, but I know the lore, if you've heard about this, there's again talk, and there's always talk, about bringing legendary chess back to Broadway. No, it, it's not talk. It is coming It's back. happening. Then. It it's in Washington, to... D.C. right oh, now, right? I am so excited. I can't tell Oh, you, you. are? Oh, yes. First of all, I never saw chess back in the day. No, me neither. I don't even think I ever had the uh, the CD. So let me just explain to the folks who might not know, um, because they're not like us, <laughs> you know, as rabid Broadway folk. But yeah, we in the '80s, the guys that are ABBA, who you know went on to write Mamma Mia, and Tim Rice and is Tim it? Rice. That was my. This, that was the big draw for me back in the day. Okay, wrote this legendary flop almost. Uh, called Chess, which had this rabid fan base of cult status. Um, because, listen, those guys from ABBA, they write good songs. I mean, Mamma Mia, whether you like it or not, or whatever it is to you, let's face it, those songs pop. You know, they're awesome. And so they wrote a musical, which made a lot of sense. And it was all about... Uh, Tim Rice doing lyrics. Bobby Fischer, right? Like a chess match between Bobby Fischer and a Russian. Uh, play the, the legendary chess match between Bobby Fischer. So they made a musical yeah. about that, which makes a lot of sense in many ways. Uh, you know, you have the and in the eighties, it made a lot of sense because they had the Cold War going on and everything. Which now again, it makes sense again to bring it back, and it was epic. Now the only song that I know from it, which I used to actually play in my car all the time because I just thought it was the greatest song, and I have um, a version of it that. Adina Mandel sings. That's my favorite. Well, one. that's my favorite. That's where I finally saw Chess was when they put it on public television. 
Oh, yeah, right, right. I, and I with couldn't... Gina Menzel and Josh Groban. Oh, but I thought that, is... oh, they were just doing numbers from it. They didn't act in it, though. They right? did they were a just whole, doing a whole like, concert, yeah, concert of it. Right. Production, right, right. But it was not just like, let's get some folding chairs in an orchestra. Right, it right, was no. Very produced. Yes, yes. And it was gorgeous. But it, but it wasn't the play. It was just the songs from the play, yeah. And this is like one of my favorite songs. I mean, it's like. What's going on? And everybody loves Adina Menzel, man. She's the shit. Explanation Of course, you're playing sort of the theme here. You know, the musical theme. I can hear it. What do you mean? There's certain themes that go throughout through all of chess. It's not just like one song. It's like Evita. You always hear the certain themes coming back. Oh, oh, right, right, of course. And you're playing it right now. Like this is the. Beautiful. I like when they have the 80s version. It goes. I don't think they do that here. Because they had, they didn't have the everybody used synthesizer. There oh, you there, go. There it is, but it's not the. Uh, it's not as pronounced. It's not as like Winger would use uh, or Warrant. Uh. <laughs> so as you were saying, it opened at the Kennedy Center this weekend. It's right, going to play uh, there. Raul oh, Asp- what's his name? Fantastic Asparza. I think I saw him in Company years ago. Yes, you did. Right? Okay, and that was one of the best things I've ever seen was, I, I didn't was him in that love doing it being but alive. He, he was good yeah his being alive at the end I had just, never seen the show before fantastic. and yes that was good but I'd never seen the show I didn't care for the show that much that was the one where they all played their own instruments Ugh, yeah yeah did you see him in taboo a couple years before no oh, I don't know it, what that is uh the Rosie O'Donnell musical what, I'm musical? Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. She produced it. It was the boy, boy George had written it. Oh, he, I yes. Know. Now I remember, you but I know. I anyway, I again, couldn't, I couldn't wait not to see Raul. It. Raul Esparza was in that, and he killed. And he was. He's fantastic. I can't wait to see this. I guess we have to go together. We must. I know. I think I got to bring Sarah with me because Sarah and I have been talking about Silverman. We've been talking about this show for years. Is she, she likes the show too. Yeah. yeah well, everybody is. Everybody wants to see it. Nobody's actually it's seen beautiful. it. Remember, folks. It's a Broadway show. That so nobody's seen. Nobody's been able to see it because it's a Broadway show. It's not a movie. It's not like um, the disaster artist where you can actually see the movie that they're making, you know, that they're talking about. This is something that is just folklore, and I don't know whether it'll hold up, and I don't know whether it'll do well. It'll Maybe it'll flop again. Maybe the songs don't hold up. I, I don't know. But, yeah, no. the uh, uh, people worship it. If this is your uh, theater pick, you know, of the week, then you you picked a good one. Thank you. I'm excited. I figured you would be, and it was just like I just read. Ab- I mean, I've read about it for the past couple of weeks, but it was in the paper today, again saying mm-hmm. I think it's coming. I, I think, think it's it coming. Is coming. Yeah, but they but they've been threatening for years, you know. And I guess it's not a um, yeah. Now and now I'm not sure that it was absolutely a guarantee because you keep saying oh maybe it's coming. I thought it was a well guarantee. because they be- only be- I think it's a guarantee too. But first of all, you know I've learned about a lot about Broadway and how it works through not just Sarah Silverman, who's putting together a Broadway show called The Bedwetter, which is brilliant. Um, I've heard a lot of the songs from it because it's one of my favorite musical writers. Um, But uh, through Dave Bryan, who's the keyboardist for Bon Jovi, Mm -hmm. and he won a Tony for, was it Memphis, I think? And he was telling me, because he's got like 10 shows written already, because, you know, he went to Juilliard and everything. He just happens to be in this awesome rock band or whatever 
people consider, you know. <laughs> for me, it was awesome. <laughs> it was in the 80s, and they're from Jersey, so it, it worked for me. That's cute. Anyway, he's a delightful guy, and he's written a bunch of musicals. He was telling me how complicated it is, you know, like how, you know, it takes years just to move out the theater, you know, like to, to right. move out another show. And, right. like, you know, remember, there's only, what is there, Eight, twelve theaters, maybe, maybe, no, there, maybe there's, there's twenty. Thirty-eight you know? theaters. No, there is not thirty-eight good Broadway theaters. Maybe there's opera. You think there's thirty-eight Broadway theaters in that area? I think there's probably twenty. Tops. All right, maybe in the 20s. so you know ones that can hold musicals too. Oh well, you know, that's a smaller number. So you're having people go in and out. You don't know what's going to be success, and then. You know, so then there's a waiting period. Then there's always problems. Of course, you have to get money raised, and and then you know, with Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, they knew that was going to be such a cash cow. They paid the show that was in where they're going to beforehand leave. to leave. That's unheard of. Right. But that's when you know you're going to make a cash cow of money, which they know. But you know, it's not I saw making that in London. money. Is SpongeBob? Oh, that makes sense. I haven't heard a thing about it. I didn't even know it was still on. But that was a risk. You know, that's why I never wanted to say... I didn't to... think it was a risk. You didn't? No, not in the same way that when Harry Potter was, you know, being made into a musical, I thought, oh... No, it's not a musical. Oh, it's a play. Yeah. Well, the, the longest play thought, you'll like, ever see. It's coming to Broadway. I'm like, well, that makes sense. That's going to make a lot of money. Right. I thought the same thing about SpongeBob, and I've been no, wrong. It has... Yeah, I just, you know, it, it, that for me, that I was just like, that's... Why? I don't know why. It just didn't seem right. I can't explain it. It just... I think the problem with SpongeBob is... You were only talking about, you know, these are kids that grew up with it. I don't think they care to see it a musical, and the kids that are like it now are too young to see a musical. So I I think that's the. But can't you say the same thing about Harry Potter that it was a certain period of time? No, Harry Potter is an institution, and Harry Potter is rabid fans that who grew up with it who want to see more. They want to, you know, I mean, it's a drama. They want to see what happens next. Right. I saw it. You know, I yeah went to London. I took my niece. Um, she that was the greatest thing of her life. You know, it. Remember, it. it you get you're there for twelve hours. Yeah, I walked it's out of the first parts. movie. Oh, you really? I yeah. love it. I love. I've seen every one. I love them. I don't give a shit. I about know that, that stuff. you wouldn't like them, but uh, I gotta say, I went with my niece to see, and I now I wish I had seen a lot of them like the first night in the theater because the fans were so into it. They were like. When Ron came on, they were like, oh, like these girls, these teenage mm-hmm. girls were like, oh, my God, he's so hot. You know, like it was it was funny to watch everybody's reaction. They were laughing so hard. I had only seen the movies on TV. That was the first one I ever saw in the movie theater. And so seeing it this way, you know, even knowing that the fans were into it, but I just we, I went to a midnight showing the first night it opened mm-hmm. and people were rabid. I mean, just rabid. They were so, they were dressed up. It was it was fun. You know, I just I didn't. Yeah, you don't experience it. You know, it's kind of weird until you actually yeah. go. I guess they must have done that for other movies, too. I just kind of wish I had started it. Would have, I would have liked that tradition of going opening night to that. I like all those movies. I can watch them again and again and again. That's why it was okay for me to take my niece to see Harry Potter because I knew the entire, you know, I knew everything. Right. But she read all the books, too. Right. But it, it was a lot of fun. But it's, it's you know, 12 hours long. <laughs> it's in two parts. You got you to gotta take a dinner break. It's like Nicholas Nickleby, remember? Is it? Wait. Yeah, it's you got not to, 12. How long is no, it? No, I swear to you. No, you got to get there. It's two at, different plays, yeah, right? Yeah, it's two different plays. You got to get there in the morning. Go through, you got to get there way in advance to go through major security. Then, you know, then it goes on. Then there's a, it, it, the first play is three and a half hours, you know, maybe four with the intermission. Then you take a dinner break. Right. Then you come back and you got to get there an hour early again, you know, and then whatever, security, whatever. Right. And then you know, another four hours. I mean, I was there from... 
10, 10 in the morning till 10 at night. Re- really? Yeah. Oh my God, that sounds <laughs> awful. It was horrible. You <laughs> I know, fell asleep Angel- four times. Angels in America is coming back. They're doing part one and part two. I am and very excited to seven, see that. Seven and a half yeah, hours. Well, you know what? Um, I saw the HBO one. Sure. And that was with Al Pacino, and that was terrific. That was terrific, and I was really angry at myself for not seeing it on Broadway years before. Did you Back see in it? the nineties? Yeah, yeah, but I don't. I never remember if I saw part one or part two. Oh, um, that's interesting. Were uh, you young? But you were probably in the, in the eighties. It probably was right. I mean, uh, Angels was in the nineties. Oh, it was in the nineties. We yeah, oh. we were out of school. So how come we you don't remember? Here. Like, how could you not remember if Which you saw the ending or the? You know, I think over the years. Um, I've either I've read the play and I've seen HBO and of course I did see one of them on Broadway or maybe I saw two and it all just you know blends together after a while. Do you think it loses its power being about I I know AIDS is still a crisis but do you think you know that's what made it so powerful it was about an immediate crisis that was happening right there I mean do you think it loses power do you think that people will be uh, fascinated kind of the way people were fascinated with the OJ story who didn't experience it like we did being like wait that really happened like that really happened like wow you couldn't get AZT or mm-hmm. something like that you know like that you know uh, nobody knew how to cure it do you think people it more like I'm going to cop out on the answer and think I think it just be, it's just a great play it really is a great play and right? because you've got top-notch actors doing it Andrew Garfield um Nathan Lane I hate Andrew Garfield oh, I Oh I love Nathan God. Lane. I wait, love he's playing it. the Pacino part. Yes, Nathan. I mean, that's Pacino. But yeah. who was it? Ron Liebman who originated the oh role. Oh my God, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know him from TV's Alice. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Ron also Liebman in, um, played. Isn't he also in Roy Rambo? Trump. Isn't that him? Isn't he the? No, the that Colonel? was Sylvester Stallone. No, no, his like sergeant is uh, the one in the command. Like, I don't know. You better get another bunch of body bags. You know, like, I have no idea no. who was in Rambo other than Sylvester Stallone. Well, I know he was in uh, this movie that Robert Downey Jr.'s father directed called Up the Academy. It was a Mad Magazine movie. Do you remember that when we were kids? <laughs> it was horrible. The title actually sounds yeah. Familiar. And Robert, I remember because I was. Friendly with Robert at the time, and he right. was like, "Oh, I never made it to that set." Like he was like thirteen, and he was already on drugs, and he's like, "I never made it." I'm like, Look at "This guy, his father puts in a fucking film. He doesn't he he's show too high up. To what an asshole!" Set. Oh, that made me so angry. He's not going to make it in this business. Yeah, I know. That's what I told him. I said, You're never going to make it. He'd already done like less than zero and everything. Did Up the Academy uh, was it nominated for any Academy Awards? It was not. No, no. Wow. Ironically, no. But uh, I know his sister was in it, Robert Downey Jr., and she became my manager. Anyway, long story. So let's go over. Let's start with the Oscar stuff. Now, oh, remember, I'm also, excited for the Oscars this year. Uh, I'm excited because last to, year I, I made money. Remember, because I had, uh, you know, I, my bookies have lines on it, right? And I made a lot of money. Okay, well, for me, uh, betting on these underdogs oh. that were going to win. Now I. Obviously, I said I'm taping this on a Wednesday. It's coming out next Tuesday. I'm not going to have the exact bets that I'm going to make, but I have ones that I have done some research on and have really good chances of winning. I'm talking about the underdogs. Okay, so I want to hear which... Well, I, okay, so you're not going to place bets on every category. Not every... Well, I am a degenerate, so maybe, but right, not the ones that are a sure thing. So what, should we start from the bottom and go up to the top? I mean, we don't have to start I, with everyone. I mean, if you start at the bottom, I don't have that much to add. Right, there's of course. A, there's a well, certain let me, category. Let, let me here. start with this. You know, let me start at the bottom in the sense if I have anything that's good. Yeah, so, that's what I was going to Well, say. here, the best live action short film. 
Now, this is the kind of stuff. This is what I won a whole bunch of money on last time. Okay? Best live action short film. What, it's not on the sheet I gave you? No. Sure it is. It says live action short. Oh, you were in the middle. Okay. Yeah. So I made money on that last year. I think it was The White Helmet. And how did you... How did you come to choose that one? I did research. Okay. And everybody said it was saying. Now, the favorite is this movie called DeKalb Elementary. Now, they say that's going to win, but I have been reading that uh, this thing called The Silent Child could win or my nephew Emmett. Now, I'm going to do more research during the week, but my nephew Emmett is plus $1,800. So putting $20 on there, Mm -hmm. I can't add very well. But it, that's like eighteen twenty. A twenty dollar risk, you'll get. I don't know what a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks for that or something. No, you get like a hundred. Maybe you get a hundred eighty bucks. Big no. fucking deal. Well, whatever it is, for twenty bucks, you could get a hundred. It, it's bucks. worth a chance. So what? Because makes the live action is short. They don't. How know. do you make your decision? I say I understand you do research, but if you're just going for. The one that everyone says oh, this has the best chance. Then I, how I go are for you the underdogs because the they're underdog. underdogs. The favorite is DeKalb Elementary. And you you're have to not put up go for that. Absolutely not because you have to put up two hundred and seventy-five dollars to win a hundred dollars. Oh, that's ridiculous! Right, it's too much. So that's why I'm looking for the the bargains. Okay, I'm always going to bet only on the plus money. I will not bet on the favorites. Okay, because like something like Gary Oldman, who's so going to win probably, is like minus five thousand dollars. Like Emma Stone was last year. You know, like it was like you have to put up $5,000 to win $100. I see. So, so why bet that? So you're really only going for uh, probably just like a small amount of categories. And then, I mean, you're not exactly. going. Right. Right. Well, but here's the smaller categories are where the, the bucks are. You right. Know? Okay. And last year, there were a lot of upsets. So when like costume design, I won on Fantastic Beasts. When apparently Mad Max was supposed to be the favorite. I love that you remember this. I remember because I won money on it. And I was like, and, and I was at somebody's house and I'm like, why do you give a shit that <laughs> Fantastic cost. Beast? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, just like the Jets just <laughs> won the, the, you know, the Super Bowl. I was like, they're like, what is the matter with you? They couldn't figure it out. It's like in the 90s when I used to, um, there was be a news report and they'd like, uh, a thousand people were killed in Afghanistan. Like, yeah, yeah, because I'm reading the sports scores on the bottom of the scroll, and they're like, "What's the matter with you?" Um, for best documentary short, the favorite is this thing called Edith and Edie, or Edith and Eddie, right? And also heroin. Now they're now the okay. Edith and Edie is, is minus two hundred and fifty, so I'm not going to bet that. But there's a very, very good chance. I've looked it up that this movie called Heaven is a Traffic Stop on the 405 yeah. could completely win, and that's plus 850. But how much will you put down for that, for 20, that category? 20 bucks. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because I'm not sure about it, so I don't want to waste 50 bucks. Right. But for 20 bucks, you know, what is that? I don't, you know, I'm not adding properly, but what, so on $100, you win $850. So for, for 20 bucks, what am I going to win? Like 500 bucks? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's a good deal, right? Do you see what I'm saying, though? Yes. Because that's worth a chance. I, I wrote, now, here's another great example. Best you, animated, yes. Do you have all the numbers in front of yeah, you, Yeah, this oh, is my bookies okay, numbers, I don't yeah. Have that. Okay. Now, best animated short film. Okay. The favorite, you don't know about any of these, right? So that's I why I'm not asking your opinion in the sense of that. I didn't mean to be rude. But the, the favorite, apparently, is this deer basketball. Okay. I don't know what I think it's about a kid who loves basketball. No it's one not, cares. It's care. minus 450. So obviously I'm not going to bet that. Is the kid cute? I'm trying to figure it's out. It's an if animated I short film. Ah, oh, damn it! <laughs> you pervert. Um, meanwhile, 
I think in the 70s when there was nothing to masturbate to, I'm pretty sure I used to mat- masturbate to Betty and Veronica, so <laughs> who am I you know, judging? Um, in fact, I'm pretty sure, in fact, I know in Richie Rich comics, I used to masturbate to Made of Money because she was like in love with Richie and she would do anything to get him and she would plant and scheme and I was like, that's so hot. And I remember there was one time she was wearing this like skirt. All right, forget it. Um, she used to wear pants, but in this one episode, I'm like, why would they have her in her skirt? That's so hot. Because there was nothing else. There was, they didn't have internet porn. What are you going to masturbate? What did you do? You're so great. <laughs> I mean, what did, what did you masturbate to? What did, where, where were you going? And, and finding gay porn would be even less, you know, were you masturbating to Judy Garland? Or did you know that there was no animated... Margaret Hamilton? There was no animated uh, gay porn back in when we were kids? Yes, of course I know. I was making a joke. Oh, well, I'm just saying, what did you, what did you use being... Did you you knew you were gay at an early age? We've talked about this a hundred times. Oh yeah. So what did you masturbate to? I mean, back then when there was nothing. What is a gay man who knows he's gay? What do you masturbate to? You know, if there's playboys and stuff like that. But you know, where are you going to get as a kid? Play girl or something like? Didn't I know that's what I'm saying? What did you? You know, I'm just curious. Actually, this is an interesting question. Uh, You know, uh, you don't find it interesting, but I think I I think my listeners would because we're all like all us. Older men who, you know, had who still had to go to the movies to watch porn, you know, <laughs> to go to the fucking movies. movie theater. <laughs> right. Remember when I was in Ithaca, we had to go to the drive-in theater, like four guys in a car. I tell them the paralegals at my office who are twenty, they're like, "What?" I'm like, "You have four guys, you get a case of beer, and you go watch porn in the drive-in." There was a okay, adult, is that there was an adult bookstore in Ithaca on yeah. State Street? Was it next to the movie theater? Well, this is the drive-in. It was right. up a little bit. But do you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I do know what you're talking about. I, I, first of all, I never went to the drive-in. Well, why um, would you? They were showing straight porn. Right. So. Was it really porn then? Oh, my God, yeah. In a drive-in. <laughs> God, I don't remember Oh, I'll that. never forget because when I think about it now, it's, it's almost like a secret. Like, I shouldn't tell anybody, like, wait, four of you got into a car and you drank and just watched guys... Like fuck, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's at the time it seemed okay. <laughs> and what'd you do? Like you jerking off do in the car? Know? I'm like, no, no, you just sit there and pretend like uh, it's cool. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah. I, 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 that's weird. I don't remember that at all. Well, why would you? That's why I'm asking. No, you. listen, I, it was a small town, and I would, you know, it would have come up in conversation, I suppose, but uh, I don't remember. Obviously, it was out Route 13, probably yes, somewhere. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Um, Somewhere out in the barren. Meanwhile, where I grew up in Perth Amboy, New Jersey, there was a drive-in movie theater that showed porn. So if you were traveling on the parkway, you could watch the porn. You know, there was a porn drive-in movie near me in Philadelphia. Yeah, so that's now, what they all turned into. Wh- why or how? Well, because why that's would- that's what happens. You know, it's like it's like a Simpsons joke. It's like they have this beautiful movie theaters that they made you know and then all of a sudden it turns into triple x stuff and then it just gets so demolished people can screw in their cars i suppose i don't even think that was the case i think they just that's what happens to movie theaters that deteriorate they show first run movies right then lesser run movies then porn yeah but we're talking about drive-in so it's I even know, that's weirder but the, can you imagine in this day and age people passing by they how did they not get sued how did that even happen you I could go across the Garden State Parkway and the Driscoll Bridge right. and see poor people. I'll never, I know for a fact, because I'll never forget when I was a kid, this must have been 73, and the movie Shampoo with Warren Beatty and Lee Grant, right? right. And Goldie Hawn. And Julie Christie. I Julie think. Christie, right. It wasn't Goldie Hawn. Julie Christie. Right. Right. It was, it was Julie right. Christie. And 
we were we were going. I can't remember if she did. We're hmm. going up the parkway. I don't know where, where we're coming from. The Driscoll Bridge, right by the Driscoll Bridge, which is by Edison and Perth Ample, you know. And my mother goes, "Oh my God, that's the scene everybody's told us about, where Lee Grant falls under the table." I can't believe we just saw that scene that everybody said is hilarious, where she's drunk and falls under mm-hmm. the table. Like when I first watched the movie as an entirety, I could like. 30 years later, I'm like, oh my God, that's the scene my mother was talking <laughs> about. Like, we saw it driving by. So yeah, you would see complete right. porn for the As last two years by. of that drive-in. Yeah. That's weird. On the parkway, the Garden State Parkway, where kids are coming back from the beach. It, it was, yeah. It, yeah. I, when I think about it now, I'm like, how did that happen? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, this is an odd conversation back for our to Oscar the picks. <laughs> Oscar ballot. But anyway, so I'm, I'm just... Giving my listeners a chance to possibly make some money. We do talk about gambling on occasion. <laughs> More than an occasion. Uh, but the best animated short film, the thing is Dear Basketball. But okay. there, this is a very, very, this is a Pixar film called Lou. Pixar films, you know, win a lot. So Lou is plus $400. I might put 50 bucks on that. That oh. is a very good movie to possibly take a chance on. How much money are you putting down altogether? I don't know, usually like 150 bucks maybe. Because oh, you just said 50 on one category. So. Well, I don't know. We'll see. It sees how strongly I feel about okay. it, but mostly 10s and 20s, you know. Right. Um, so let's, I'm just looking at the lesser categories that I don't have any. Um, the best original score, this is a really good one. This is a really good one, folks. This is the moneymaker, I think. This could be the white helmets of last year. Um, now, do you know? Can I take a guess? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh boy, this is right because Scotty one. does not have the favorites in front of him. He only has the, the names. nominees. So, what do you think the odds-on favorite is to win Best Original Score? I'm going to go with, and I don't even know who wrote it, but I'm going to go with The Shape of Water. That's correct. Okay, and it's a big favorite at 600. Okay, Dunkirk is next. Yeah, that would make sense. But the one. It's plus 900. Hold on. Don't tell no. me. S- Star Wars, The Last Jedi. No, they would never give it to Star Wars because it's rehashed music from the 70s. Oh, oh. It's an honor well, to be nominated. Then it couldn't be original score. You're just saying that. No, well, it is, is an it, original score. Is but, it you know, John Williams? Yeah, yeah. But, and has he updated his, but he's updated his own stuff is what you're saying. I don't know whether he had. Yeah, I think he, yes, he, yes, he updated it, but he, it's not going to. Okay. That's not. That's an honorary. Uh, three billboards. Then. No. Who wrote Phantom Three? I have no idea, but that I've done some research, and that has a very, very good chance because what I've, I watched the Shape Water. First of all, Shape Water is horrible. Okay. Have you seen it? No. I, I don't. Oh my god, that is like the worst movie. So there's no way that's winning Best Picture. So already, if that's the odds-on favorite, I'm taking Three Billboards. Okay, because it might win Best Picture. I don't know how it stinks. I mean, it's horrible. I mean, for just for all the hype. Now, now, the best thing. Did you see Get Out? Uh, I the color the color film. You're gonna laugh at me. Yeah. <laughs> I I didn't like it. Really? Because see, that movie to me, I saw it much later. I didn't get it, and it lived up to the hype for me. Oh my god! I thought it was terrific, me. and it should win with you know whether with blacks and all that stuff. And, well, I'm just saying in this day and age where they're so angry right, at white people. Let me people. ask you this. Did you, and I don't, I don't mean to veer too much because I, I no, know I you want to stay to the uh, the betting. Did you see Three Billboards? Yes. Did you like it? I loved it. 
Me too. I loved it. It was fantastic. Do you understand that there's a lot of people that are hate this movie? Well, they're idiots. And and you know I what the problem is? I know movie. what you're talking about. What they hate is the Sam Rockwell part. You know. But so why? I, well, that's the thing. Before I saw it, I you know these millennials or whatever they're. PC shit is they're like very angry that a very a racist guy becomes kind of the hero at the end that's what's making everybody angry now if you haven't seen the movie I can see where somebody could make a case for that but if you see the movie you completely understand why he's racist it's coming from his mother and he's trying to change how is that a problem Racism happens. Yeah, exactly. You're not allowed to depict it anymore? Exactly. It's like a joke that this is a a thing. That being said, however, betting-wise, I might take a chance on Willem Dafoe because there is this, for some God knows reason in this PC world, we live in backlash for Sam Rockwell. So you take a chance on Willem Dafoe and he's... um, He's a plus, just plus 500. So okay, but Dave, Sam you realize that on. Defoe, William Defoe has not won any awards. Yeah. So why would you go there? I'm taking a chance because I'm trying to, I'm taking a chance. There's always upsets. Yeah. Now, Sam Rockwell should win. He was terrific. I mean, really terrific. And let me tell you something. I mean, it, it's got to be hard to play a racist and, you know, be like that in a movie. It's got to be hard to act that way if, uh, not for me, I'm saying for others. So. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it's got to be hard to act evil like that, you know, like um, something that you might hate uh, yourself. Let's, let's say that Sam Rockwell is a... You know, a, a, an activist, and you know, really, I mean, it is hard to put yourself in that head for three months and just exactly. No, it is. So, it is. but but he's an actor, and he's just doing a job. And why? What, they're mad at Sam Rockwell. Are you kidding? Well, that I, movie was great. You're so. I I'm so loved, glad you liked it too. And from loved. and from the beginning, from the beginning, it's and it starts off. It's one of those movies where you're like, Ugh, I guess I'll sit through this because that's the way I was. I'm like, oh, I want to see it. And then right from the beginning, I'm in. I'm hooked. Francis McDormand, terrific. Uh, Woody always, Harrelson, terrific. Always, yeah, always. You know, if you're looking for upsets, yeah, can I push an oh upset on you, you here? You know, if you're talking about that gay film, <laughs> you know, there's. Are you talking about Gary, for Best Picture? No. Oh, okay. Where I you talking about the kid, Timothy Chalamet? Okay. Who I believe is the future. Um, there you are making a case. They've made a case you in know, my he's studies. Definitely. You know, the second, you know, the first runner-up, whatever they call. <laughs> whatever they call that. Well, but, you know, Gary Oldman has won all the majors. Right, um, right. Timothy he, now, has walked. Now, Go Gary ahead. Oldman is minus $5,000, which means he's so heavily favored. Right. You have to put up $5,000 to win $100. I'm just letting you know. what. And what about Timothy? He is next with plus 1500 He's not going to win. He's too young. But people are making a case that he should and he could. I think he actually This is could. clearly Gary Oldman's year. You know, really, I, for my money, I should give it to that Daniel Kaluuya guy from Get Out. He was, a, he was great. I really wish you had seen this movie. I'm going to see it. I'm going to, I'm going to check it out, but um, uh, I'll see all the ones. I'm so passionate about him and his performance, and that's why. Uh, that's, well, that's why the way this I year... was about Kate um, Blanchett for Blue Jasmine. I was going to be oh, furious sure. if she was going to lose. I, you know, if she, if she had lost, I, I just would have been. I don't know. I would have taken somebody's life. I was, that was, like, was you an cannot, incredible performance. You have to award that performance, right? Yeah. So that's what you're saying about this kid. It's that I, good. You know, everyone's always asking me 
you know, because I've been so high on him and I've been talking about him for so long. Like, why, why, why? Yeah, but you also have different, you know, reasons sometimes. I mean, just he's a pretty boy. and It's not, well, I'm, I'm, it's know, not just I have, that. I have to take that in consideration when I'm talking to you about it. <laughs> like I said, it's not just that. He's not just a pretty boy. It, there's so many th- things that, like, make me high on him and this entire, uh, you know, what's happening with him. It's because, you know... Here's the history. It was a very popular novel. It came out about five years ago. A lot of people read it. You know, gay theme novel. So it was you know big in my community. And then they made it into a movie. And uh, the word, you know, came down when it premiered at Sundance last February, I suppose, that it was supposed to be really good. So it was getting a lot of buzz. Didn't you know start. Uh, screenings in New York until last fall and people started going and saying it's an incredible movie and I was like how come I haven't gotten a screening yet you know I haven't seen it and I finally got to go to a screening and I did love it and I you know but not like it was the greatest thing in the world but I was like I really love it but his performance was the greatest thing (laughs) it's it's incredible well you know I like those kind of performances a lot. You know, I mean, I can't stop talking about Ben Platt all the time and Kate Blanche, you know, people that, you know, when you see an acting performance like that, it just, uh, it does stick with you. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's a mesmerizing performance. And, and, who, then and who's we- the guy that he falls in love with? Army Hammer. Oh, I like that guy. Right. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> and then um, a couple days later, I got in, invited to the premiere, and someone said to me, oh, you probably don't want to go because you just went to a screening. I said, I, I'm dying to go. I thought he fell in love with an old man. I guess I don't know the story He's at all. He's only older. He's not an old oh, man. Oh, because Army Ham, what is Army Ham? Isn't he well, only 29 or 30? In the he? novel, in the movie, Timothy's 17 and Army's 24. So oh, it's only I thought for some reason, I thought he was falling in love with an 80-year-old man. You know, no. I think I was getting that and uh, all the money in the world messed up, and that was the one that <laughs> they put in Christopher Lee or Plummer, whatever. That Christopher guy. Plummer. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. Anyway, long story short, I got to go to the premiere, and Tim, and uh, there's been so much hype about him, and you know how excited I get about uh, celebrity and pe- watching people's careers rise. And I knew that this kid, having already seen the movie, having seen all the hype surrounding and the excitement, I, kn- I knew that he was going to become a star and I was watching it all happen here in New York and I walked over to him at the party and I said, you are going to be nominated for this movie. I said, you probably might win and in your lifetime, you will be winning multiple Oscars. And I'm not kidding. He's that good. This is the Leonardo DiCaprio of our time. Well, wouldn't it be awesome if he was just like, shut up, you old queen. Oh, that's great. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. But is he, is he gay in real life? I don't is, think so. Yeah. I didn't, it didn't come up in conversation. So the Leonardo DiCaprio, well, that makes sense, I guess. I do mean, you, somebody's got to be. Do you remember be. how long ago, like, you know, when we all saw Gilbert Grape? Like, yeah. this kid's amazing. Right, yeah, excellent, excellent it's point. It's the same type of hype. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's nominated as best actor. It's that uh, good. Leonardo's best supporting actor, you know. and uh, Right. I don't remember when Leonardo Leonardo's first best actor nomination came down. Um, I want to say it was the Aviator, but I'm not could have been. positive. Just see if I have any other bets for everybody here. So yeah, this Phantom Thread for original score we we're talking about. Okay, and um, for best production design, uh, you could take a chance at Blade Runner instead of The Shape of Water, but that's a, a minor one. Also, best cinematography, you could take a shot. Ironically, at they have pretty much Blade Runner or Dunkirk's going to win. 
Yeah, I was going to say, how do you not give it to Dunkirk? Well, if you give it to Dunkirk, then you're plus 600 bucks, so it's worth taking a chance. But if you take a shot at the shape of water, you get plus 1,400. Oh, here's a really good one, too, and this will be the last, the last you know, bet. Um, best documentary feature. Okay. They're, they, now, they, the favorite is this Faces Places. I don't know, okay. you know what it is, but this Icarus okay. at plus 360, it's not a big one, but I have been doing the research, and they say that could work it out. All right, now let's uh, forget about the betting stuff and just go to you know, what we like. Why don't we, yes? Well, um, I, I kind of think a sure thing is going to be adapted screenplay. It's going to go to um, Call Me By Your Name, and that's uh, James See, Ivory. But that's not fair. You're once again letting your... No, he just won the BAFTA the other day. Yeah, but I... Why? Who do you think is going to win I that? think Get Out is going to win. They no, have... no, no. Adapted screenplay. Oh, sorry. Oh. It's the one b- oh, below Oh, yes. It. I'm sorry. That's a, that's a sure it. thing. Oh, no. Sorry. 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 You're right. That's a sure All thing, right, so actually. Let me go up to original screenplay. I want to take a look. See, I th- all right. So you're, are you saying that Get Out is a sure thing for no. original screenplay? No, absolutely not. Because that's the, a really tough category, Dave. It's a, it actually, it's not a sure. It's a very tough category. If it's I not a sure choose... thing. It's the odds-on favorite, but everything is plus money in that category. All right, because so that's it's a either going to be one. Lady Bird or Get right. Out. That is my. Don't you think that they have to give some type of recognition to Greta Gerwig, and that's where they do it? Well, see, here's the thing. Because it's not going to win Best Picture. Because, She's well, not going to win Best Director, so she could win here. Yes, and it's the exact same thing as Get Out. So here we go, oh, right? right? So this year, because of all the Me Too, yeah. you give it to Greta Gerwig. But, I mean, normal what year, are you going to not give it to a black guy, too? I mean, you know what? I mean, this is, this is what the Oscars have been all the, like. Or the big hey. sick. No, no. That's not even, that's a joke. That's an honor to be nominated. They're, huh? they're not going to give it to that guy. For, I saw Lady Bird. It's horrible. Oh, I liked it. I didn't hate it, but it's not You're the not end all. You're not a girl. I know. And that's probably problematic. But I went with a girl, and I've talked to other girls. 17-year-old girls like it. It's not for me. But most of the people I've talked to think it's overrated. I'm not okay. taking anything away from Gerda Gerwig, who I've just never liked as an actress, but okay. I think she did a very competent job. I think the script was fine. I love that Sasha Rosen, however you pronounce she's her name. She's the best. Name. Yeah, she's Rona. terrific, and she's going to be here for a long time, right? Thank goodness. Yeah, she's terrific. But the movie is not great, and Get Out is great. Mm. And Get Out, I mean, look at this guy. He's, he's a comedian. You know, like He wrote this amazing script, a new way to do a horror film in a very good psychological way. Also talking about race, making it scary, making it laugh out loud funny. I mean, that's the hat trick. That I loved it. I mean, I really thought it was really interesting. Great performances. I've been talking about Allison Williams, who's somebody I never thought I would ever talk about in my ever life. Ever again. Yeah. After and girls. Exactly. How if, if somehow, I was talking about uh, Sigourney Weaver. I was talking about Sigourney Weaver, how in 86 she... Uh, was nominated for supporting and best actor. She was nominated for aliens? Working Girls and Gorillas in the Mist. Oh, okay. But then, yeah, I mean, you're looking at Aliens, right? So let's say I don't, I don't know which one it is. It could be Aliens and Working Girl. I don't remember which ones were the same year. So let's just say she makes this badass, unbelievable, way before Wonder Woman, kick-ass woman where guys are going, and you're not even thinking about that it's a woman 
kicking ass because mm-hmm. it's so she's so good. You're not thinking like, well, you know, it would have been better if it was a man. You're right. never thinking that. And then she makes Working Girl, a comedy where she plays a, a, a villain in a really fun type of way. So I was saying if Allison Williams could make a classic comedy, she would be a living legend. At this point. I mean, because her performance in Get Out is so terrifying. Mm. She's eating those Fruit Loops and drinking that milk. That's terrifying. And, and looking up black guys on the internet. I mean, that's so funny. It, she was so good. You don't expect that kind of performance from the girl who just played Peter Pan, you know, a year ago. Yeah, but she was good in Girls, though. Yeah, she was great in Girls, but you're just not expecting a, right. you know, a, a performance like yeah. that in a movie like that. I think he deserves to win. I think the script is ten times funnier than, or you know, more interesting than than Lady Bird. But I can see how they could give it to both. And uh, this listen, year, I understand your argument. But this year, you're probably going to give it to a girl. If it wasn't the Me Too movement, if Harvey Weinstein hadn't mm, done all this all stuff, Harvey. had started all this, he there's no way he would have lost Jordan Peele. Like mm-hmm. it would have just been his. Don't you think? I don't know. I still think he could win. That could win Best Picture. I still think there's a chance for him to win Best Director. Oh, no, there's not. Why not? Because well, they're going to won- give it to that idiot who directed The Shape of Water. That movie stinks. It stinks. Yeah, but he won the DGA, and the guy who wins the well, DGA he, always he, wins I like the him, best and director. I love Pan's Labyrinth, but this movie stinks, and it is not deserving of an Oscar, and it is not deserving of a Best Director award. Mm. It stinks. L- you listen, saw it, right? Uh, no, I, I, oh, I don't. It's horrible. I don't see movies. Where do you see it? I don't see. You'll be like, movies. wait a minute. You're gonna be like me. You're gonna be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This just won best picture. You know, like I mean, it, it, I don't know how you can not say that after you see the movie. I wish. Which in any other time, this would be like, oh, that was a fun movie, but it should never be even nominated for best picture. I wish Luca from uh, Call Me by Your Name had been nominated, and he wasn't. Who's Luca? Luca, the director of Call Me by Your Name. Oh, and he was snubbed. He wasn't even nominated. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They, they talk about that. I mean, that, to me... Oh, so who what took his been... thing? Well, you had to nominate Greta Gerwig. You have to, right, in this day and age. You got to nominate Jordan Peele. Well, started to So talk. that's yeah. how he got up. Well, how did this Paul Thomas Anderson get... You know, that, That's where oh. the nomination could have gone. That's where right. he could have gone. You know, you know, Christopher Nolan makes sense. In yeah. fact, why can't he win? He's due. Can we talk about Dunkirk? Yeah, I can't wait not to see that film either. Oh, you've never seen it. I don't like war movies oh, at all. Then don't, I don't like don't war pictures. I don't like war all pictures. This is. Yeah, I hate them. I hate World War II shit. That's I hate all. it. It's so I'm surprised I like the Churchill the movie. Getting to the end. I can't stand them. That's I don't all know why. And it's all gorgeous photography. Yeah, I hate it. I don't. Yeah, know. You're I've never hate liked it. war movies. I won't see Saving Private Ryan. Oh, that's I, a good movie. I won't see any of those. I can't stand them. Right. So I liked. Uh, did you see Darkest Hour? No. I enjoy that very much, and that's like a World War II picture, but uh, that's a completely different. They but don't show any fighting in that. I heard it was boring. Um, I disagree. I didn't find it boring at all. Mm. I mean, his performance is really good. Is it the kind of performance... You know, look, I was talking about... Do you remember who won Best Actor last year? Well, you might only because there's a controversy, but that's what I'm saying. We don't re- remember from year to year. No, I always forget. And the fact of the matter is... Uh, the last person to win something worthwhile of remembering, oh my God, he was amazing in that, is Tom Hanks and Forrest Gump. Otherwise, I could go through the list where you're just like, oh, he was okay. He was okay. He was okay. Oh, come on. But Tom on. Hanks, you're going rem- no, to... You'd have to go that go far the list? back? Yep. I just went through the list today. I'll go through it right now. Hold on one second. I'll get the list for do you. you start, do we start with last year or do we go to like back last to Last year was Hanks. Casey Affleck. You're going to tell me you're going to remember that performance 10 y- years from yes. now? Yes. No. 
You're mistaken. Casey Affleck in that movie, which I cannot remember, that's you see, you can't even wonderful. remember the name of the movie, Manchester by the Sea. I loved that movie. That's a fantastic movie. And I wish Michelle Williams had been on, um, uh, oh, had won for that. Please, I'm going to stop you but, right there. I just did an entire podcast on how much she sucks. No. Yep. She's great. I can't stand her. So did you, wait, we haven't even talked about all the money in the world. We all, I haven't we, seen that. Is that any good? Oh, my God. You well, would love it. Well, do you think it. there's a chance that, what is this, Christopher Plummer could win? Yes. Oh, because that would be a lot of money. Oh, wait, <laughs> that, that's the Sam Rockwell category. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know what? If I was going, you know, back to what we were start, where we started, back to the whole upset, I'd go with Christopher um, Plummer as an upset. That'd be fine with me. Because that's an amazing performance. And you know all the drama yeah, that, yeah, you know, that surrounded like that movie. Yeah, CGI'd in, yeah. All right, so wait, let me just tell you. Leonardo DiCaprio won the year before, right? And in his worst performance, okay, Eddie Redman for The Theory of Everything. You're not going to, you, you see what I'm saying? It's like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right, right. Yeah. Um, Did he get sick in that movie? Who cares? Oh, the, actually, good. this one is an excellent one. This one, Matthew McConaughey in Dallas Buyers Club. Yes. He was okay. excellent in that. Daniel Day-Lewis for Lincoln. That's an excellent performance, too. That's something that's a little memorable. But I'm still saying they're gonna, you're going to forget about it from years from now. I don't think anyone's forgetting Daniel Day-Lewis in anything that ever. That guy is way overrated for me. I don't know. Um, that idiot from The Artist. Remember that foreign guy? I don't know how he you won. You were going back a Colin long Fer- time. You just told me to go back. You were looking for something before 1994 yeah, that blows us away. Order. Yes, I am. You are. I'm really? going in order. The I'm art- going backwards. The, order. That was the art. Wow. 2010. I'll shut up. Keep going. Uh, uh, Colin Firth, The King's Speech. No one cares. Uh, all good performances. No one right. cares. Jeff Bridges, Crazy Art. No one cares. Sean Penn and Milk. Very oh, good. Oh, come on. That's Very a good. good one. But not a blow away. Yes, oh, my is. God. What is this? Well, Sean Penn. Daniel Day-Lewis, There Will Be Blood. I think he's stunk in that. Forrest Whitaker, The Last King of Scotland. Philip Seymour Hoffman, Capote. Oh. You could make a case for that one. You could make a case for that. Jamie Foxx and Ray. Maybe make a case for that, too. Sean Penn and Mystic River. We've just Adrian made three Brody. cases. Mm, yeah, but I'm talking about, wow. And for me, that is Tom, that is Tom Hanks and Forrest Gump, where you go, fuck, that God. was some. That was that sticks in my head. I don't remember these films. Oh, but Adrian I mean, Brody and the Pianist. Oh, that's a good. Denzel Washington movie. in Training Day. Russell Crowe in Gladiator. Kevin Spacey in American Beauty. Terrific performance. That's a movie. Maybe I remember. Rob, what about that idiot Roberto Benigni? Uh, Jack Nicholson is as good as it gets. I love that performance. I I think he's brilliant. But again, it's that movie doesn't stick with us. Jeffrey Rush and Shine. Nicholas Cage and Leaving Las Vegas, which. He was terrific. And then he got Tom Hanks and Forrest Gump. That sticks with us. We know Forrest Gump. Uh, you could be 20 and still reference Forrest Scum, Gump. Yeah, but Scum. You know, here's the thing, too. You're it's taking, also about the movies as well. Uh, and that's what I was about to get at. You're, you know, Forrest Gump was one of the great blockbusters of the past, like, 30 well, years. Well, then maybe that's... You're comparing it. Yeah, as, that's an excellent point. Know, that's an excellent to point. To these... And what we talk, were talking about earlier, where a lot of these movies now are smaller films, and they just don't have the big... Boom, the pizzazz. Although Russell Crowe in Gladiator certainly did. Yeah, right. That made money and everything, right? But it yeah. was a blockbuster. But then, you know, and then the best one of all, the one where where I talk about, I've gone through the list of best actors where I broke, broke them into categories. Ones that people that won uh, because there was no one else that year, people that won Lifetime Achievement Awards like Al Pacino, Al Pacino Woman, right. or Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, two years ago. Right. Um, and those kind of categories, you know, like where that's, you know, and then and the ones that deserving, ones that for the performance, yeah, and you know, ones, other ones, you know. So like the one 
like Tom Hanks is a good for like for the performance, but the one that I always the one, Anthony Hopkins, that nobody would ever doubt Silence as Hannibal Lecter, Silence of the Lambs, where they got up and stood for the performance, not for Do the lifetime think, achievement. Oh, that's award. such a good question. Do you think so? Do you really think it was for the performance and not for Absolutely. his career? That performance. Think about it, that movie came out in March of that year and it and it stayed with everybody. Just kinda like get out. Um Yeah, but who it was his first Oscar. He's one of the great actors, and yeah, but you people didn't even up. know who he was at that point. I mean, they knew, but he wasn't in these kind of movies. I mean, just, they got up maybe, but the performance, I mean, to this day, is unbelievable. Mm. I mean, they've made four sequels just based on his greatness. You no, know, it's certainly not because of Jodie Foster, even though she was terrific. I, I'm, I'm not. Saying, a, I'm know? not a big fan of standing ovations at the Oscars. Only me neither. I don't I like it either. They, so they happen too often. Exactly. These days. That's why I'm saying this one. Right, was the one. Out. So well, you know, I, I would say standing for Kate Blanchett would be acceptable. Like the perform, like what we always talk about in um, Christine Ebersol in uh, Great Gardens. You know, that's one of those performances. You uh, you know, when she won, I mm. was like all of, or Alice Ripley in mm-hmm. Next to Normal. You know, those are the things I think you stand for. Like these are amazing performances. One of the great moments to me of the, of the Oscars was I don't know how many years ago, but Julie Andrews came out to give an award. And yeah, that's the one. That was recently. That's where uh, Lady Gaga sang for her because she can't, no, doesn't have the pipes anymore. No, it was before oh. that. It was it was a couple. It was a number of years before that, and um, it was just you know, ladies and gentlemen, Julie Andrews, and you know, and all of that history kind of goes through your head at that moment. Yeah, and you know, it's and you take into account you're at the Oscars, and that's Julie Andrews, and the place just stood up. Sure, and well, that I, makes sense. Sure. Oh, I was so... I mean, not only is she an Oscar winner, but, I mean, she's been in legendary films. Exactly. You know, know, I I always wanted that for Liza. I always wanted that great... But that is going to happen, if it hasn't happened already. Does does she ever go? I mean, you don't think they're going to say, ladies and gentlemen, Liza Minnelli, and then she's going to get the biggest standing ovation of all time? Well, she's a living legend. Well, she didn't get to go on stage, but yeah, she was... uh, Oh, gosh, I can't remember how many years ago, but it was... um, they were saluting uh, the Wizard of Oz, and she went with her brother and sister. And so she, it wasn't, you know, she got to oh, look at the crowd, a wave of the crowd, but well, it wasn't this moment. Right. That well, you Julie know, uh, she could have a moment if they do like the whatever year anniversary of when she won cabaret right yeah. so what how many years that's 70 so 2020 how many how many years would that be would that be 50 and we did four or would that be 60 50 2020 no, oh, from no, 70 to 2020 no it she wasn't won in 70 72 um, yeah 72 she won 72 that's right because that was godfather year 72 so if 2022 would that be 50 years i don't know math well, let's assume that that's the 50-year anniversary. and if say, say Well, the 50-year will be coming up because uh, we celebrated the... But I'm saying, 30th, if they're making a yeah. big deal about the Oscar 50 years ago, they take the Godfather, do this stuff, and then they have her come out, she will have that moment. Maybe. Maybe. It, no, it's it's all about how it's produced. You know that. It's not like... You know what I mean? And she's a living legend, no matter what you're doing. I mean, no matter who you are, you know she's all, a living legend. Right, but that's, she didn't get it the most when she went for The Wizard of Oz. But you said she came in with her brother and because sister. Because, again, I'm just getting to how is the moment produced, so we don't know how it's... Listen, I know exactly what I want in my head and how it could all work, but that's not necessarily what's going to be, you know, yeah. to happen. And I don't know that they'll, um, you know, uh, salute Cabaret at its 50th year. They didn't do it at the 25th. I, I was just... I was just maybe, yeah, I'm I saying maybe they great. salute her... 
Oh, that would be great. The Oscar. That's all I was saying. That's not going to happen. All right, so let's just. Um, you know, let me let me do this. Um, the stupid best song nominees that are just you know just the absolute worst. No, 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 no. Wait, no. you like some of these well, songs? I have them all. I have all. Can you just point where it is? So it's I can on the bottom. Along? It's on the bottom. bottom. The I see it. Got it. All right, so let's start with uh, this mighty river one. These all these songs. I think they all stink. Life is a teacher. Time is a healer. Yeah, go ahead. What do you think? It's um, Mary J. Blythe. Oh, thank you. I can't yeah. like yeah. From Mudbound. Yeah, have you seen that, by the way? No, I'm not going to see that. It looks it's stupid. It's a good movie. What's it about? I have no idea. It's about two families who live on the same land in Mississippi back in, like, during the Depression. Well, I think it stinks. Oh, no, I think it's World War II, actually. Um, and then um, from your favorite movie. Right, this is such a gorgeous song. And this is so poignant in the movie. I'm going to cry. I just think all these songs stink. But you have to see how this this song works so perfectly in this movie. Yeah, but this is just Hold on, like... wait for it. I have to hear him sing. <laughs> oh, you see without my eyes <laughs> The first time that These songs are in all these kind of movies. No, but you can't... They're all these coming-of-age movies. The time I cry. Yeah, but sometimes they just... You know, isn't that what the song in the movie is supposed to be like? Just to just make yeah, but why exactly this one than what the director else? is trying to, um, you know, you know, put forth. Nothing. Why? When you see the movie, you'll see why this song is so perfect. Doesn't this make you want to rip your heart out? Yes, but for That's different reasons. <laughs> so, so I can just die. All right, what's our next um, one? Here? Well, this is the favorite one, which is probably going to win. Oh, in fact, darn. it's so favorite that. And who's singing, Dave? I have no idea. I couldn't care less. It's from that stupid movie Coco that's going to win best animated. Seen. Nobody's seen it. But it's going to win best animated feature. It's not even worth betting on anything else. I mean, but. I know we don't have the radio anymore, but I mean, it's like, where are they playing these songs? Nowhere. That's the but difference. Yeah, but Dave, they've never played. Sure, they used to. They used to. But I mean, you know, the original songs and movies over the past number of years have not made it into the mainstream. I know. That's the joke of it all. Nobody yeah. can write a song that makes sense anymore. Now, now you're on to Santa for something? Yeah. And who is this? I don't know. I know Common's involved. Oh. I don't know her name. Uh, okay, but you know, this, this sounds like it could be on the radio. Yes, that's true. This one does. Well, this was the only one I was going to say that maybe could make a case. For, right. Does it go anywhere? Oh, I so can just bored. I can just see it being performed. And this is from the stupid. Um, the Greatest Showman. Yeah. Which what, I didn't say. Where? What? What? What is that called? This is. Me. This is where me. Is Do I have that? I know I have. Oh, oh, this is it. This is horrible. Absolutely awful. This is by your your song. This songwriter who wrote Dear Evan Hansen, isn't it? Give me their names. Do you have their names? There? I don't. Oh. I am not a stranger. Oh, you know, you know who wrote the song? No, I wrote the song. I think you're right, though. It is from Dear the people. They wrote this soundtrack, right? Yeah. Well, it stinks. Is it Benji Pantek or something? I mean, maybe if it was a Broadway show, I'd like it. But if it's in a movie and nominated... Do you, do you understand the problem with this? Is that this is the kind of shit I want nominated for best song. This is James Bond shit. Yeah! This is Chris Cornell, the late Chris Cornell. 
This is the best Bond theme ever. It beats Duran Duran. It beats Paul McCartney. This is my favorite Bond theme. Does it beat Carly Simon? No. <laughs> that was a good one. Inspire Love I love this song. I, and I just think it makes the movie. It, you know what? I can This sounds like a Bond. First American ever uh, to do a Bond theme, yeah. Oh, Adele did one. Remember She's Adele? not American. Right. Yeah, she did Skyfall, but right. it's okay. This movie, this one rocks. I think a lot of reason a lot of people like Skyfall too is because it felt like a Bond, like an old-fashioned Bond theme song. Well, no, yeah, that's true. That's true. It did, but and that's the problem. This one is. Yeah, how, come the this, how come this didn't go onto the radio? You like the auto turner? All right, but look at this one. This one is uh, the exact opposite of that from that. Um, ooh, here, this one is from Spectre, and it stinks. That's the last Spectre. James Bond movie. Oh. oh, I love this stuff. What? For what? You do? Oh, I, I don't even know what we're listening to, this but I love Sam it. Sam Smith. Oh, well, I just like the strings. I don't like oh, Sam Smith. Do you know that there's a channel on Sirius? Listen to this song. This is so stupid. How is this a Bond theme? He won, too. Yeah, he won. Yeah, there's one. Stinks. Let's move on to the... Dave, do you know that there's a uh, Sirius XM channel that just plays movie music? Like, Oh, I the do themes? know that, but only on the internet, though. Not in like your oh, car, or anything, right? You know? Yeah, I don't. I don't understand why Sirius does that. I don't know. It's very weird. I wish it was all the same. Well, now I use the internet in my car, so now I could probably get it. I haven't listened to that station. Well, isn't it called Cinescapes or something? Yeah, Cine- uh, on my phone. Yeah, but if you're driving, how do you change eh, the channel? You know, what are you gonna do? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's a little swerve? But you know what? This one was from last year. That one, and um, this this at least was played on the radio. <laughs> So at least last year there was one that was actually played and people know, and it was at the Super Bowl. And one yeah. of my favorites. This yeah, I like, like everybody likes like this how song. How do you write? But I'm just saying, at least, like at least that. you know, last year there was a song that people knew, that people were playing and dancing to and singing a little bit. You know. So what did you think of Justin Timberlake? And I thought he was horrible. This year. Horrible. Wrong choice. I need, to, I need to see it again. Wrong choice. They should have switched. He should have done the national anthem. Pink should have done the show. Pink is fantastic. Oh, Pink needs to do this. Exactly. Ball. She's perfect. Yeah, she she sings ballads and rocks. She'll, you know, she'll go up. She'll never come down. Exactly. She's really, really good. You she'll know? do the entire she show really, up She writes a perfect Super Bowl anthem-like songs, you know? Yeah, yeah but, I mean, you have to have Justin do the Super Bowl, too. But he was, it wasn't a good choice. You just, well, you just didn't he like just, the production, right? No, the production's okay. I just don't like the song choice. Oh, okay. There's too many slow songs. Right. Except for this one. Yeah, it's so perfect. Yeah, this is a good one. It's but so It's just not... You know, you're playing an arena. Right. And it's the Super Bowl. you got to rock. Right. You know, like, I mean... Or maybe that's just old man shit, but... I mean, you know, that's why they used to call it arena rock, you know? Right. <laughs> but this song's good. Oh, it's so good. 
But uh, yeah, that so that was last year. But I'm saying, you know, when they do these original songs, there's like there's nothing you know, and there's nothing. It just it just makes me angry. I don't know why. It just does, you know. And you know what? You know what I want to see. I only want to see this one. Oh, all the way back to Super Bowl five. No, it's Super Bowl one. Was it one? I don't know. Can you get this good quality in Super Bowl one? Well, she did it twice, actually. This could be Or help you at the automatic. How funny would it be if she goes at the end? She goes like, "Let's go, Packers." <laughs> That'd be so funny. Oh, that would have been epic. Uh. Is that my friend Katie? Excellent. Hi. Just sit down for a second. We're almost done. My friend Katie from Florida is here. She's okay. Have you seen any of the best pictures, Katie? I didn't know they are. Oh. You haven't seen Phantom Thread? I, I, you know what, Dave? I haven't seen that one either. But what? we were talking about... What kind of gay person but are we you? Were talking you don't about see a movie about Paul, costume design? Well, we were talking about Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. And, you know, he's one of the great directors. Is um, that right? I've seen Better Heads and a Mug of Beer. You know, Timothy always talks about Paul Thomas Anderson a lot. Are you talking about the, that Timothy guy that you keep talking about? Yeah, What's it, how do you pronounce his name again? Well, it's it's French. It's actually Timothy, but he, most people just call him Timothy. Ooh, there was something I wanted to tell you when we were talking about chess. Oh, yeah. Um, you know who's interested in producing it? Uh, I have a clip for my listeners, at least. You mean here on Broadway? Yes. Okay. So that means that our whole solar system could be like one tiny atom in the fingernail of some other giant being. <laughs> oh, this is too much. You don't know what it is yet? That it's, means... It has to be from Woody Allen, no? One tiny atom in oh. my fingernail oh, it's, could be um, one little tiny universe. He just passed away. <laughs> oh, darn it. Who is this? Could I buy some pot from you? It's Animal House. It's Tom Hulse. <laughs> and, and he's interested in purchasing chess and bringing it here. He's oh. the one. Yeah, because he did Spring Awakenings. He so he's did. He's been on Broadway for a while like now. Wow. Yeah. Interesting guy. But yeah, from the classic uh, scene with him and Donald Sutherland getting high together. That's great. And you know, it's funny. I think about Donald Sutherland. I always thought about him in that thing. Because remember, I don't know if you remember the movie, but he's wearing this sweater and no pants. So when he's reaching for something in the cabinet... You know, you can see his tushy. And I was thinking when I was on crashing and I was in that towel, I kept I was reaching into the cabinet and I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to be that Donald Sutherland. It's going to make fun of me. Uh, fortunately, my tushy was covered. Um, just one last thing, because I think we went over. OK, but I do want to oh, yeah, you know, give a sh- shout Donald's. out to Donald Sutherland, who got a uh, governor's award this year. And Whoopi Goldberg uh, didn't, you know, it did a wonderful introduction, introductory when speech was that? to him. What's the governor's award? The governor's awards, you know, by the Academy, it's just, it's another, not an arm of the Academy. It's a way for them. So are to they going to mention it at the Oscars? They might. I think that they oh, do. Well, good for him because he yeah. really is a, they, a journeyman. Just, yeah, but I, I heard that they just, uh, they started doing these things and they're able to give out awards to people who hadn't been acknowledged in the past. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Best actress we didn't talk about. What are you thinking? Well, I thought we already said that it's going to go to Frances McDormand. Yeah, I just want to make sure. All that, right, let me she is the take... odds-on favorite. She is the odds-on favorite. So, You know who I would love to see win that would be Saoirse Ronan because she blew me, oh, me away too. I, w- I would have no Brooklyn, problem with that. 
and yeah. she blows me away in this, and she's she's going to be with us. It's the same thing with Timothy Chalamet. Oh my so God! Sharonin. What is the matter with you? It's the same thing with How about my the, what about with my dear sweet Timmy. In best that, supporting, we're positive oh, that uh, Alice and Janney is uh, a lock, right? Yeah, it's kind of crazy that she doesn't have uh, an Oscar only because she wins so much hardware all the time. She Dude, has, Alice and Janney. She are you Dave? Do you have me? Emmys and oh. Golden Globe she has? I do not. She has a lot. But the costume design, I know the short thing is Phantom Thread. Now, that's no way that can lose. You can't have a costume design movie about a costume designer and not win the Oscar. I don't know. Look, there's a lot of good movies. No, Phantom Thread is like a... They, they, they already said that? They, okay. uh, Darkest Hours is going to win for mar- makeup and hairstyling. Okay. It's like a sure thing. And that, like just like that Coco, you know, and stuff like that. So anyway, that's that. I just Those are the to, biggies. Just the biggies. Only the biggies. We did do screenplays. Okay, we did that. Yeah. Um, And you you spoke about cinematography. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Boring stuff, though. Was there anything else you wanted that you had? And not using that kid's name anymore? Um, Then just, I'll just refer to him as the incredible upcoming actor who's in Call Me By Your Name, (laughs) and I'll just tell everybody just to watch out for him. Well, do me a favor and tell everybody to vote for him. That way I'll put some money on him and I'll win a lot of money. If there are any members of the Academy out there, please vote for Timothy <laughs> Chamolet. I'm begging you. Because a lot of the Academy members actually listen to this podcast, which sure. is why they're going to love our stuff about um, driving porn. Now, <laughs> That's right. uh, just one thing I wanted to pick up. There was something in the paper today that this guy, um, Mark Weinberg, is going to come up. He's writing a new book about sitting at Ronald Reagan's house in Camp David. And they used to have a movie night, him and Nancy Reagan, and they would invite the people from the White House. He was the White House press office aide, and they would sit and watch movies together, uh, Rambo, War Games, Night, all those awesome 80 movies that we like, and they would have a movie night at right. Camp David. And he said it was great, and Reagan was hilarious. And it was just like he just relaxed every like Friday, whatever they took or Saturday, whatever. They was they got were a saying, first run movie, but they were school. so angry. But all these things came out of it, and they were so angry about nine to five. Why? Because the pot smoking scene oh, that God. that's where Nancy Reagan was like, well, I'm going to do something about this. You know, like, so that's where her anti drug <laughs> contain uh, when they saw war games. Uh, he was like, you know, we got to do something. That, this never happens again. You know, let alone back to the future where he used that campaign. We don't need roads where we go. You know, he used that in the campaign. It's funny how all of these had they hated Kiss of the Spider Woman because it dealt with gayness. Um, they, this is this guy's tell is like this tell all book. He's like not a tell all book, mm. but like stuff like that. Um, and, and they they made them watch Showboat, you know the musical the where the guy fell asleep like four times and he goes what right Reagan goes to him after what is this a cabinet meeting how are you you know <laughs> which is hilarious right that's a good line but the best uh, what I keep thinking is that um, the guy's name is uh, Weinberg. And, so he's um, a nice Muslim boy. Right, right, right. So I, I always think of this scene. I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's going to do it? You? You, Lieutenant Weinberg? Dave, I think they're bringing that to Broadway. Oh, well, it was a play first, so that would make sense. Oh. But the best, that is my favorite scene because it makes no sense. He's just like, you, 
you Lieutenant Weinberg? And then I always like, like I was wish I played Lieutenant Weinberg because they would just cut to me going, like, what the fuck is he picking up? Like, what the hell is this? Why am I involved? It was like Kevin, what's that guy? Kevin Pollack, I think it was like, like it, was, it makes sense. Why is he picking on Lieutenant Weinberg? I, don't, I can't figure it out. So when I saw that guy's name, like Mark Weinberg, and he was, you know, with the president, I just always like, what are you, Lieutenant Weinberg? You're going to be watching nine to five. I don't know why. It's just that's what I was thinking of. That's the way my mind works, Scotty. What? I'm a very strange man. That, that, that made me think of a few good men when I saw that guy's last name. Jeez, I'm insane. We don't have hits like that. Today. Movies like that? No. What a, no, what a movie that permeated. Think about all the movies I just mentioned. I They're legendary classics. War the games. 80s were kick-ass. I talk about this all the time because when we were kids, the, we had no movies from before. All the movies from before sucked. That's not true. It's so true. They were all horrible and boring and slow. They don't hold up. Whereas somebody who is a millennial has Back to the Future. That's and they true. have stuff like that. And, you know, it's like awesome, fun movies. Oh, yeah, you I know, kind that, of agree with some that. Of them, I mean, Back to the Future still has very slow spots. It, you know, it's, it, but it's it holds up. Movie. Go see Animal yeah. House. Yeah, but how long is that? Exactly, exactly. But how long? Well, Animal House is perfect because it was made in the 70s, but it takes place in the 60s. So it's perfect. When you make a timepiece, it can't you know you can't lose but the back to the future that scene you know where um he's got the clock tower and he's racing to go back and he's you know it, it goes on forever you know like if you could just cut that down a little bit you know, remember where the, the thing falls under the tree and then he's got to go i'm like oh my god when is this going to end so if i was a, a millennial watch that i'd be like okay now i just need it to move on mm. but back then we uh, we were a little bit more lenient i guess uh, or i don't know what you would call it Whatever. Anyway, Scotty, I don't know what to say except you're the shit, <laughs> and you're an awesome dude, and I love you. I and, love you, um, too, and thank you so much for having me on No, the, thank the you Oscar so much for podcast. taking your very busy time. I mean, you are a busy man. They're like, uh, listen, I can't make it today, but I can probably make it next week if we made it exactly this time and only do it for an exactly this amount of time. I mean, you're just busy, and you schedule. You're a smart person. You, you're I, an adult. <laughs> for me, I'm just like, can you make it tomorrow? And like everybody I talk to, like I've been talking to this girl about running for Manhattan Borough President. She's always like, I have time on January 30th at noon. I can schedule 20 minutes in. And that was on December 1st. You know, I mean, this girl's just all over the place. I feel like you're like that. You no, know, you I'm very exact, especially when you ask me to do things. You're like, can you do it next Tuesday? I'm like, well, can you be, do you mean Tuesday, December 1 or Tuesday, Yeah, December? I know, but that's what makes this but, exciting. But I don't want to make a mistake, but I have to put it in my book. I, I don't have a book. I just go with the flow. <laughs> which meanwhile which is the funniest thing because I'm so not a go with the flow person you know, I'm so <laughs> uptight about everything and everything but anyway Scotty thank you so much everybody uh, enjoy the, the Oscars. Oscars yes enjoy the Oscars it's gonna be uh, a wham bam thank you man kind of uh, thing going on and uh, that comes up March 4th so that's why we had to do the podcast now because this will come out the Tuesday before the Oscars and then I will join you again after the Oscars and we'll talk just you and I and then the week after that will be our production we will put up of Goodfellas as you know March 6th at the Village Underground we will be doing that and then we will show the performance and then after that we will be alone again I will break down Goodfellas and after that we'll bring more more fun guests and good times on the Nightfly podcast with Dave Juskow Scotty thanks again and we'll see everybody next time on the Nightfly you're welcome, you're welcome, you're welcome.